Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. You're listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. This is your show host, John B. Manos, president of the Bellarmine Forum, and grateful to be back with you again. Thanks be to God. A little bit too long since our last episode. Last time, I promised you that I would discuss the miracle of the sun. I know that many of you were waiting for that because you've been beating me up to get this done. In the meantime, we've had a lot of events. Yesterday was the Feast of the Annunciation. And as you know, there was a consecration performed by Pope Francis. Now, when we talk about Ukraine, uh, it's interesting that in 2014, uh, a lot of money had inserted uh, foreign elements and bolstered a number of foreign elements that had been in Ukraine. A number of people aren't aware of Ukraine's history either. But on this miracle of the sun, in the past, I've brought up Madame Blavatsky. Blavatsky uh, basically became the top of the Theosophical Society in Russia. And it was a German who led the Thule Society. His name was Rudolf Steiner, had worked with Blavatsky in 1908. And it was Steiner writing his autobiography that basically said, it's true that theosophy was essentially Gnosticism dressed up with Buddhist uh, decorations. Blavatsky wrote a number of things. She was not a friend of our Lord. Uh, In one of her books called Isis Unveiled, she speaks of a female Holy Spirit. There's your Gnostic connection. It also could be later uh, the New Age speaks to us of a female spirit, uh, and it could be the source of uh, inclusive language that the modernists, we might as well just call the modernists what they were, they were Gnostics as well, that wanted us to, uh, you know, not use masculine pronouns. But let's get into Blavatsky herself wrote of a future where the religions of the world needed to be destroyed and brought to, uh, you know, it's kind of the idea of syncretism that she put in. She said all the religions are the same. They're just myths that cover up the ancient religion. And in her own writing, she said that there would be a return of temples glorifying the dragon and the sun. The dragon and the sun. Where have we heard about the dragon and the sun before other than in the book of Apocalypse or in images of Our Lady, where we know from Genesis, it's her heel that crushes the head of the serpent. Now, Blavatsky described the serpent as uh, having seven heads, each one crowned with the swastika. I can't make this stuff up. These are direct quotes from her own writing. Steiner took these ideas to Germany with the Dooley Society, which eventually would propel Hitler to power. Now, the sun is an interesting aspect because in their belief system, the sun is uh, an imag- it's not imaginary. It's a, it's a sort of... Uh, Hallucin- it's it's a it's a uh, not what it appears because behind the sun is a black sun, 
and the invisible sun. And they say that that invisible sun is the source of all life power and warmth and everything to the world. If you don't catch the reference, the black sun itself is Lucifer, which Blavatsky claimed that the church had made darkened. He's really, in her estimation, the brilliance and the the ancient of ancients, the god of her world. Let's put it that way. She would say, of the world. Well, I don't even want to bring that to my mouth. Even directly quoting her, I think, could uh, invoke uh, uh, first commandment issues. We all know God is God. For Blavatsky, though, and for those who followed her, including Steiner, the sun hides the true Lucifer, the black sun, the invisible sun. And just as she says, she believes that all the world need to return to worshiping the dragon and the sun, the swastika and the black sun. When I promised that I felt I had the answer to the miracle of the sun, that there was an extra thing in there. When we tie together all the warnings of the secrets of Fatima, that Russia would spread her heirs throughout the world, when we see what really happened in World War II, the second secret, we see that it's not coincidental that the public miracle of Fatima was that the sun at Our Lady's command would be made to dance for all to see. The message is clear. The sun is a created object subject to God's authority, and it can be done whatever it wants with it. The Gnostic pagans, following theosophy, following the occult schools, following what I call the solar cults, uh, essentially categorized that way from Hugo Rahner's categorization. Karl Rahner's brother, Karl, was a modernist who denied the divinity of Christ, essentially. Hugo seemed to give away what his brother was doing through his writings. But these solar cults, the miracle of the sun, are ladies saying what you worship, just like in the Old Testament, you know, we're in the New Testament times, and, and if you look back in the Old Testament, God had demonstrated over and over again that he was stronger than these gods of the other cults. We see it that it, 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 pagans worship nature. I'm focused on this invisible black sun of the Third Reich, because it came from an era of Russia. It was promoted by Helena Blavatsky, adopted by Rudolf Steiner, later would become the symbol. In 1885, a Vatican, you know, and I think it was 2003, the Vatican published a, a book about the New Age. And they said that the New Age was basically started by Helena Blavatsky in the Theosophist Society in 1885. At the time of 1885, the symbol of the Theosophical Society was 
an Ouroboros, which is a snake eating its tail, encircling a swastika. There at the middle of it in 1885. When you hear about a swastika, you associate it with Hitler and the Third Reich, the Nazis. That symbol, though, if they take the seven swastikas and lay them out larger, you get a symbol that's called the Black Sun. Himmler. Heinrich Himmler, the SS head, made a palace of the Nazis, a castle of the Nazis, right in the middle of Germany. And in the, the inside of it, at the center of it, was this symbol of the black sun. This is in the 30s. And that became a driving force for the Nazis later. Could it be as many people that research is much more than me. Could it be that at the end of World War II, the Nazis dispersed, gave a Pyrrhic victory to the world from the appearances of the destruction of Germany, but it set up camp in other places. You hear about Argentina, some talk about Antarctica, others we know at the Nuremberg trials that one Stepan Bandera had taken a number of other SS officers to a German-controlled land. There was a pact made with a group of prisoners of war during World War I to create an autonomous sector known as the Borderlands. And the pact's promise was we will assist you to become your autonomous country from Russia by paying you. And in turn, you will provide us with bread, wheat. You're good at farming. You can do these things. We'll pay for the output. And that was became the bread pact. Ukraine was made autonomous from the Germans at the end of World War I. In other words, it didn't exist in 1917 when Our Lady came to Fatima. You seeing a trend here? I kind of walked, went back and forth in time there. I don't mean to confuse you, but there's a lot of threads to tie together. The miracle of the sun has a direct implication on the darkness spread throughout the world by the errors of Russia. We tend to think of it only in terms of uh, Marxism, which is on its own comes from a man who had dedicated himself to Lucifer. Karl Marx had written a, a poem when he was 17 about the sword that the devil had given him that would uh, sever the world. And, and it was a, basically a poem commemorating his pact with, with, with Satan. Marxism is definitely a manifestation of the errors of Russia. And Marxism seeks to, basically Fulton Sheen had said it in a congressional committee, it's part of the congressional record, that there are two errors of Marxism look to destroy an individual's internal freedom and external freedom. We know the external freedom makes sense. You have no freedom of motion. You're not allowed to 
go certain places and you're told everything to do. Your internal freedom, however, has to do with your freedom of belief, your freedom of thought, your freedom is basically to be you. We tend to limit the areas of Russia just to that and exclude this whole occult, other Gnostic religious errors that came from Russia through Blavatsky. We know from the interplay, the wars between Russia, Soviet Russia, and Germany later, that these two things play out. But what we will see is you have the Marxist side in Russia and you have the Blavatskyan uh, swastika-bearing Nazi side in Germany. I'd mentioned before that Blavatsky looked forward to a time when all the temples would return to worshiping the dragon and the sun. We see that kind of played out with the New Agers, but we see it also with the modernists, such as Teilhard de Chardin, who's thinks that we're on a constant path of evolution, marching towards the what he called the omega point, on a cosmic spiral of evolution. It sounds a lot like Marxism, the constant spiral of evolution, of progress towards some great utopia. That's what modernists preach with their own language. And their whole goal, this cosmic spiral, is really the same method the Marxists would use, this constant destabilization and plunging towards darkness. The Nazis have a similar goal, but they arrive there in a different way. Like Blavatsky, Blavatsky also said that a number of the inferior races of the world, this is our own writing, I'm quite, you know, it's paraphrasing, but it would be a direct quote. The inferior races of the world would need to be wiped out. We know about Nazi eugenics programs, but they came bolstered and explained and codified, made into doctrine and dogma by Madame Blavatsky, a Russian. Theosophy spread throughout the world based from her. Eugenics, as we see it, was an implementation of her idea towards an Aryan race. We saw it implemented, implemented by World War II Germany. Let's go back to Fatima. The miracle of the sun happened as a public display, but we know about the secrets. The first secret is there is a hell and the poor sinners go there. And you think of modernists, that's the first thing they get rid of. Even the today's modernists, the Gnostics, they think that, like Blavatsky had said, Blavatsky said that man is the manifestation of God, both evil and good. Well, if there's no fight between good and evil, there's no hell. You just on this constant evolution, she calls it karmic law. You're about karma all these days. No reference to what God's law is, what God's revealed religion is. They think that that's all darkness, and they worship a black sun, a hidden sun, hidden rules, Gnostic rules. I mentioned at the middle of this that Let's turn for a second, look word for word at the second secret of Fatima. Our Lady reminds, this is Our Lady speaking to the children. You have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. If 
what I say to you is done. Many souls will be saved and there will be peace. Remember in 1917, World War I was happening. Germany had prisoners of war from Ukraine, was training them up, bolstering folk songs and other things to create a new autonomous zone that would become a, a, a place where later Operation Barbarossa and others, they would attempt to invade Russia. Also recall that when Our Lady was speaking to the children, the western portions of Ukraine were Poland, not Ukraine. It's all just history. I'm only speaking facts. Many people say, oh, this stuff doesn't matter today. But it's important to remember it was different when Our Lady was speaking to the children and saying of what was to come, what was to happen in the future. Back to the second secret. The war is going to end, but if people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out during the pontificate of Pope Pius XI. First point is, Pius XI, she's saying this in 1917, and that another war would come. When you see a light illumined by an unknown light, a night illumined by an unknown light, know that this is a great sign given to you by God that he is about to punish the world for its crimes by means of war, famine, persecutions of the church and of the Holy Father. To prevent this, what does this refer to? What is the antecedent of this? That whole glob she just described, it's a coming war. To prevent a coming war, I shall ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart in the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. Two things. Two things have to happen there. Consecration of, of Russia to her Immaculate Heart and the Communion of Reparation on First Saturdays. And that's going to prevent what? The Second War. World War II. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. In other words, if we would have consecrated Russia prior to World War II, there would have been peace. We could have prevented World War II. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. We had World War II. Russia spread her errors throughout the world, even... As we know from Bella Dodd, by placing their own destabilizing agents well within the church, right into our seminaries. At the time, Bella Dodd gave that testimony before Congress, no less. So it's a matter of congressional record. She said at that time she had been dealing with four prelates who were communist agents. So Russia had spread her airs throughout the world, and we had World War II. Looking at World War II, we see the development of Blavatsky's ideas, a state looking to implement Blavatsky's religion, Aryan supremacy, destruction of races, 
destruction of all other religions and the creation of a new religion that would basically worship the dragon who wears the swastika crowns and the sun, a black sun. I mentioned Himmler had that symbol in the middle of the palace of the Nazis. There's a lot of books you can read about the disperse, dispersal of the, of the Nazis throughout the world. A lot of people that study all that. What's important here is that at the end of World War II, Russia took back over those territories, including Ukraine. However, you had a number of SS officers Stepan Bandera being one of them in the middle of this territory of Ukraine. It would not become until much later that the Soviet government would redefine the boundaries of Ukraine to look pretty much like we see today. And then later, for some reason, uh, Khrushchev gave, uh, gave Crimea to this region called to the Republic of the Ukraine. Going back to Fatima and the description of Our Lady, that didn't exist then. It was made later. When? After World War II, after Russia spread her errors throughout the world, after you see even SS sun worshipers implant themselves in the middle of Ukraine. Yesterday, at the beginning of uh, March, it, it Ukrainian bishops had written in uh, in the middle of March, right after the removal of a Puerto Rican bishop because he did not, we're told it's because he did not uh, agree with the other bishops and he wished people to exercise informed consent whether or not they take a COVID jab. And he was removed from office. He was told, you know, uh, you could do the otherwise things like that. The bishop was well known for venerating Our Lady, well-known for teaching well. His only crime, as it were, is that he refused to mandate the vaccine the way the other bishops had, so-called vaccine. Let's call it the COVID jab. Obviously, it doesn't block transmission. It doesn't block contagiousness. And from what we're seeing, uh, at least from documents released by Pfizer, it's actually uh, more harmful to you than uh, coronavirus itself. Just facts. I have many more opinions, but just facts where we are. This bishop was applying Catholic, well-regarded Catholic morality. Informed consent, not a mandate. And he was removed. So he's faithful to Our Lady and the Church. Well-known for engendering devotion to Our Lady in his diocese. Gone. Just removed. Right when that happened, and right as people started paying attention to it, it was announced that there would be this consecration of Russia. Pope Francis was going to do it. A little bit of time goes by. We get to last weekend, so about a week later. And the formula was changed. Now it's all of humanity, including Russia and Ukraine. It's interesting to me that there's no problem consecrating places to Our Lady. I, I'm definitely not begrudging devotion to Our Lady, things like that. It was just interesting to me that there was this event with this bishop that in my mind 
seemed to trigger the Akita message. You know Akita. Our Lady talking to Sister Sasagawa. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as one we've never seen before. Fire will fall from heaven and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Each day, recite the prayers of the rosary. Does that sound familiar? Fatima telling us that men have gone away from God and they need to repent, and we need to pray our rosary. With the rosary, pray for the Pope, the bishops, and the priests. New little wrinkle came up at Akita that was different than at Fatima. History happened. Russia already spread her errors. This is a second secret set. Persecutions of the church and the Holy Father. What's Our Lady telling us at Akita 56 years later? Pray a rosary. Pray especially for the Pope, the bishops, and the priests. Back to the message at Akita. The work of the devil will infiltrate into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. Churches and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises. I'm going to repeat that part. The church will be full of those who accept compromises. If you're not with our Lord, you're against him. How can you compromise? If you compromise, you are against our Lord. You're introducing things against our Lord, right? Sorry for that little commentary, but... And our Blessed Mother continues. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, and the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. She's saying this in 1973. The demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. The thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sadness. If sins increase in number and gravity, there will no longer be pardon for them. Sounds like a first secret. Hell is where the poor the souls of the poor sinners go. Pray for them. Offer sacrifices for them. Do penance. Pray your rosary. She's telling us, pray our rosary every day. Then Our Lady reminds us at the end of the Akita message, pray very much the prayers of the rosary. I alone am still able to save you from the calamities which approach. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved. Now I ask you, when you hear that message from Akita, and you hear about bishops being removed for actually standing up for Catholic morality, priests and bishops who venerate Our Lady, and you compare that to the long past ask at Fatima for the consecration of Russia in order to prevent World War II, versus Our Lady today at Akita saying, pray your rosary every day, and this problem's now in the church, and it's so bad you're going to see good priests 
and good bishops and good cardinals harmed. I wondered, I was like, why, why aren't we also praying a rosary for these things? But there's another layer to this too. When Fatima happened, there was no communion in hand. The angel came and taught the children good belief, good teaching, that the Eucharist is the real presence of our Lord. And he taught them to offer reparations to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. That's what Our Lady said is the other weapon here. And at Akita, the message was clear. Communion in the hand offends God. I almost wondered if we really want to stop these problems in the world, wouldn't we stop communion in the hand the way Our Lady asked? Wouldn't we pay attention to Akita? After all, Cardinal Ratzinger before he was Pope Benedict, said the same thing as Bishop Ito, the local at uh, Akita, that the message of Fatima and the message of Akita are identical. They're not quite identical, though, because Fatima happened before World War II. Akita happened after. I'd like to put out there that it's a delusion induced by Father Gruner to think that we still live in 1917 and to say that, you know, all this can be stopped by consecrating Russia. Even Our Lady's words in the second secret tell us that that's no longer, we don't need to worry about that anymore. And when she came at Akita, she said nothing about it. She did tell us to pray a rosary. She did tell us there's a war in the church. She did tell us communion in the hand is great offense to her son. We're not doing anything about those things though, are we? We kind of jumped back to living in the past. But back on what's happening today, Banderas and other groups funded by Soros, the United States, and others, one group's called Azov Battalion, another group is the, the Banderistas. There's a number of these regiments that have kind of run through Ukraine since 2014 sponsored by money from Soros and the U.S. government, billions of dollars. They wear the symbol of the black sun. Some of them have the swastika. But when you see soldiers that are running the streets with the black sun on them, it makes me think of the miracle of the sun. When I promised last time we would talk about the miracle of the sun and events today and the heirs of Russia, I didn't think we would see such a very strange sequence of events today. Back at the end of February, Putin had said that he wanted to denazify Ukraine, demilitarize it, and he also brought up decommunize it. Now, it sounds to me like he's trying to undo that history that happened between Fatima and Akita. If I take him at his word, he wants to denazify, demilitarize, and decommunize that area. If it's true that the areas of Russia created this Third Reich and Himmler embodied them in this Nazi religion, if we take Blavatsky's parts with it, and we already know the eugenics of the of the Nazis, they wish to wipe out inferior races and do these other things, and particularly 
Blavatsky said that there would be, we would revert to the ancient religions. It was their goal to wipe out the other religions and return to temples dedicated to the dragon and the sun. When you see soldiers bearing the symbols of that religion, what would you think? Our Lady Akita said that the only weapons that would remain would be the rosary and the sign left by her son, the blessed sacrament, and saying the rosary daily. I think for fighting soldiers dedicated to the dragon and the sun, we already know Our Lady stronger than those things. We should use the arms that she gave us. We should be praying for an end to the offenses to our Lord, such as communion in hand, just like she said at Akita. I thought it was interesting, though, all this talk about consecration. And I think you, dear listener, you already know about consecrating the Immaculate Heart of Mary. You know it. There's the Colby version. There's the St. Louis de Montfort version. The idea is the same. You turn over your entire life and everything you have to the care of Our Lady, St. Maximilian Colby would describe it. The whole point of it is to be entirely dependent on Our Lady. We should be doing that to the church, shouldn't we? I mean, there's still cardinals running around today that say Christianity is just too hard and they have no Marian devotion. Isn't the remedy in this what Our Lady said? Not what Father Gruner said, not, you know, things that have already happened. I'm going to play for you. I posted this video on the, the social media of Bellarmine Forum earlier this week. When you look at devoted priests before Father Gruner was here, they all thought the consecration happened and what Our Lady promised bore true. We had an era of peace. And there were miracles preventing Soviet Russia from attacking with another war. Listen now to Father John O'Connor. Right around the time, this is like right in 84, right before John Paul II consecrated. Listen to this. At Fatima, not leading me to promise about an era of peace. Uh, What about this era of peace? I think we've already had the era of peace promised by our Blessed Mother. If we go back to the writings of Sister Lucia herself, recounting the the words of our Blessed Mother, it was in the context of the Second World War. She told the children, she said, this war will end, 1917, the great World War I. But she said, if mankind does not give up offending God, another and more terrible war will break out. To prevent this, Second World War, I will come to to ask for the collegial consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. Well, that collegial consecration should have been made in 1938, and unfortunately it wasn't. And so we had to go through World War II. Our Lady said, if my requests are not granted, Russia will spread its errors throughout the world. And this began with the Russian victory, the communist victory. They're really the only ones who won World War II. Uh, They have spread their errors throughout the world. But Our Lady said, in the end, and given this context, what she meant 
in the end of World War II, the Holy Father will consecrate Russia to my Immaculate Heart. And this Pope Pius XII did in 1943, toward the end of World War II, he consecrated Russia and the world to Mary's Immaculate Heart. That was 45 years ago, and we haven't had a world war since then. We've had a rather unique era of peace. At least three times since 43, the communists have prepared an invasion of Europe, <clears throat> a surprise invasion. Joseph Stalin was going to do it. That's why he egged on Mao Zedong to attack MacArthur in Korea. He wanted to tie up all American forces in the East, and he was going to unleash a surprise attack on Europe. But he suffered a heart attack. And interestingly enough, it was on an anniversary of Our Lady's apparition at Fatima. Again, Nikita Khrushchev was preparing for a surprise invasion of Europe. At the very time that he was pounding his shoe in New York at the UN, the Red Army was massing on the East German border. And then mysteriously, again on the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, their naval ammunition depot exploded. Uh, whether by sabotage or divine intervention, we'll never know until the judgment day. But that delayed Khrushchev's plans to invade Europe, and then he was soon removed from power. The third attempt was made by Leonid Brezhnev when he was the, the party chairman. But the field marshal, who was in charge of the Red Army and was planning this attack on Europe, suddenly got a heart attack. He had to be taken back to Moscow, and he died within three months. And Brezhnev himself fell ill around that time. So I think that this era of peace that Our Lady promised we have already enjoyed. And we have been spared World War III for the last 45 years. Well, what do you think of that? It's interesting. The first time that they, they were stopped when Stalin was alive was a heart attack. The second time... It was a military disaster. The third time, it was a heart attack. And after Father O'Connor had said those things, after that interview happened, there was a fourth time. When John Paul II consecrated Russia in 1984 on May 13th, later that day, the great, it's, it's dubbed Jane's uh, uh, military, you know, the UK journal that's regarded as pretty much the quintessential journal of military events, dubbed what was occurred the greatest military disaster of all time. There in Russia, at the Northern Fleet, their base is at Severomorsk, next to Murmansk, Russia. It's at the, all the way at the top of Russia, way, way, way up there, 3,000 miles away from Fatima. All of a sudden, the munitions storage for the Northern Fleet started blowing up and it did so for like three or four days. They said the explosions were so bad it was as if a nuclear attack had occurred. The Northern Fleet was wiped out. Russia was 
pretty much militarily decapitated. And it happened right after John Paul II consecrated them the same day. Sounds like somebody was giving us peace. Sounds like consecration's pretty much done. Now everybody comes in and they say, oh, but Russia's not converted, this, that, and the other. Consecration, I, I didn't see anything in there. Blessed Mother said, in the end, Russia shall be converted. Not due to the consecration. Not due to the consecration. We can argue about the semantics, but when you read the second secret as I did earlier, the consecration was there to prevent the war. We got the war. Russia spread her errors. In the end, she said it would be done too late. It was done. Just as Father O'Connor had said, it was done. John Paul II did it again, which was fine. And it was fine that we did it again today. But I think we need to pay attention to what Our Lady asked. Get rid of communion in the hand, say our rosary. Those are our two weapons, the blessed sacrament and ensuring that our Lord's not offended. Communion in the hand offends our Lord. Here in America, the indult was obtained through fraud. That's got to even be like more offensive to God. So it's not a matter of, okay, we, we've now consecrated Russia again. It's what about these other things Our Lady asked for? Praying our rosary daily, getting rid of communion in hand. Shouldn't we be looking to do those things? Shouldn't there be more discussion about that? I mean, never mind the first Saturdays of reparation. You, I know that a number of people picked up from reading this that, oh yeah, we need to do that too. But Our Lady didn't mention that at Akita. And Akita is approved. It's supernatural. That is Our Lady talking at Akita. She didn't say anything about the first Saturdays. She talked about the rosary and the sign left by her son and all the things around it had to do with the communion in the hand. In this war within the church, the errors of Russia, modernism in the church, and the destruction of priests who love her by the modernists. That's why I said earlier, maybe we should be consecrating our church again. The remedy Our Lady gave us should be ending communion in hand, saying our rosary daily, and venerating our Lord, and making reparation to him for the offenses against him in the blessed sacrament. When we look at consecration, is the setting aside of something to become sacred. It's the pr pronouncement of something to become sacred, which means it's usable by God. God will purify it. You know, we see in the Old Testament the idea of being purified by fire. Things are made ready for God through fire. We go through the fire of penance to become usable, holy. I think we need to rethink what we're all excited about. And we need to pay attention to what Our Lady asked us to do. Let's go out with a, with, a, with a prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Our Lady of Akita, pray for us. Lord, we're sorry that people continue to offend you with communion in the hand. Have mercy on us.
Well, that's it. You've made it again. You have been listening to the Bellman Forum podcast. I'm your show host, John B. Manos. Production of this episode is underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. We were talking about that today, weren't we? If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum directly using the contact form on the website, bellamanforum.org, or call us. What? What is it? Is there anything else? No, I talked about the Miracle Sun, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wander Forum Foundation, founded in 1966 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of the Catholic faith without all the progressive modernist slash Gnostic slash Nazi slash theosophy slash old enemy slash not with our Lord confusion. Had to add that part in there. You know, maybe next time we should talk about the third secret. You think? Because the third secret seems to refer to an image of a bishop in white seen in a mirror. One person that brought that up to says, you know, when you look at somebody the way the children would, if they're in front of a mirror, you would see two of them. So did they see two bishops in white? But the second time they talk about, and they say we took that to be the Holy Father, not that it was. And the second time later, they say the Holy Father, they see the Holy Father walking through the ruins of the city. It's kind of interesting. Sometimes they say we didn't get the whole the whole third secret, but uh, between Akita and the third secret that's out there, I think we did. Well, rather than getting all that, let's just focus on the, on the rosary today. Our producer sits at the right hand of his father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by uh, the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a nonprofit public charity and all donations are tax deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2022 to the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother.